Ooh. Welcome. Welcome back. Hello. And if you're joining us cheers. for the first time, cheers. Uh, this is the Dad Life Podcast. I am Chris. And I am Ryan. And today, um, if you're returning, we just had an episode with our wives, which was uh, an interesting kind of twist on, on our normal format, which is great. They were a little apprehensive. <laughs> but I think, you know, they didn't come all the way over, but they they, they, they met about halfway. halfway. They did. They met about halfway. They were troopers about it. We hope to, to have them return in, in subsequent seasons, but I thought it was a, a cool um, change of pace for us, so that was pretty great. Absolutely. And if uh, it is your first time, thanks for joining us. I mean, you waited till what, the fucking 12th episode? Yeah. So where the hell you been? Season finale, everybody. Um, Season one in the books. Uh, this is Exciting and sad at the same time. Can't believe we've done 12. It is. And uh, we're still making our way through it. Um, it'll be a learning process the whole way through. Hopefully get to, you know, season 50 and we become professional professionals. Professionals. But uh, we enjoyed doing it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Um, this is the last episode of season one. And today we decided to talk about a pertinent um, topic, which happens to be Utah liquor laws oh my um and we'll share experiences um about living here in utah and some of those crazy rules they have but there's certainly interesting laws everywhere i've been absolutely utah is not you know its own um you know vacuum where we're unique in that way uh tennessee colorado have in Texas, especially, yeah. you've had some really strange things. Dry counties, and you've got Pennsylvania, where my company's based, that's got really wacky laws. Pennsylvania um, does, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. You can only buy beer. Oh, it's weird. I, I, I can't explain it. I don't live there, but it's, it's mm-hmm. weird where you can only buy beer at a beer distributor. Okay. And they have state-run liquor stores, so it's like Utah. Ah, oh, sounds like a little, uh, it's, you know, all-hands-in-the-cookie-jar yeah, yeah. type of thing. So... Interesting. Utah's not alone, but... When I was in New Mexico, you couldn't buy beer on Sundays. So everybody that we were friends with, a lot of the college students that were off base, were always like, can you get us beer? It's Sunday. (laughs) And we could get kegs on base, too. So we were very popular because we could, you know, get kegs. But, um, yeah, different states, different laws. It's crazy. We decided to talk about Utah's interesting um, laws. And we are, as a matter of fact, drinking... Another Utah beer. Mm-hmm. This one is a, I think our fourth one from Wasatch Brewery, called Blueberry. It is a Hef, Hefeweizen. It is super blue. I, 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 I got to admit, when I first dove into this one, I didn't think it'd be this flavorful, but it's pretty mm-hmm. damn good. Yeah. Uh, 4.8 alcohol by content, and it is delicious. Wasatch Brewery. Uh, we have uh, been a fan, and if you ever want to send us free beer, yeah, shout out, know. shout out Wasatch Brew. We've featured quite a few of your beers. Um, normally, um, I, I, we're just choosing beers just specifically to you know try new things out. Normally, this is not what I'd reach for, but it is delicious. Um, yeah, the fruit, fruity beers we've actually had, we've had um, a lot of fruity have beers. been have had have been really really good. We had blueberry now, had peach, raspberry, raspberry, um, super good. So. 
broaden your horizons. Try something new. Yeah, dude, get yourself out there. Yeah. Talk about it on a podcast. Um, I usually kind of stay in the same lane of darker beers, whether it's a stout or a porter or something. But, man, the more I try, the, the more I like. So absolutely, get Nothing out of your comfort it. zone. It's awesome. So if it also is your first time listening, we talk about everything about being dads here in Utah as uh, we're both not originally from the state and growing up here as I did. Mm -hmm. And Chris uh, can attest to as he moved here, Utah has some of the weirdest liquor laws uh, in the nation. So I just want to go ahead and read just something very quickly off uh, Wikipedia because we can all trust Wikipedia to be tr uh, very truthful. Absolute. No, <laughs> no exception. No exception. I mean, this absolute is... fact. Serious truth. Carve it into stone right now. <laughs> it says the alcohol laws of Utah regulate and the selling and purchasing of alcohol in the U.S. state of Utah and are some of the most restrictive in the United States. A person must be 21 years or older to buy or consume alcohol. The Utah Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control, or the UDABC, has regulated the state of alcohol beverage list since 1935. Really? Two years after the end of Prohibition, Utah is one of 17 control states, meaning the state has a monopoly over the wholesaling and retailing of any and all alcoholic beverages. State's making a lot of making money. Making a ton of money. Yes, a lot. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So, interesting. I, I think the reason we want to talk about this, because I think for the most part, folks that aren't from Utah, especially when I was in school outside of the state, as soon as they hear Utah, they assume it with a few different things. You know, of course, Mormons is one. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you, liquor laws always come up. Mm -hmm. Anyone, especially that is of age and knows they can drink, when they come to Utah, they get really confused. And it's for good reason. There um, is some, I, I still am, am taken aback every time I'm at a restaurant and order something and they say, oh, we can't do that. And I'm like, oh. Right. Utah. And I always forget. It's just, <laughs> it's different, but whatever. So being in a predominantly religious state, I'll put it that way, mm -hmm. that's there's, controlled by... Let's say there's not um, a lot of separation of church and state. Correct. Like it's supposed to be. Yep. It's, there's just not. Well, when most of the members of, you know, your Senate in the state are of that religion, then that, you know, that tends to bleed the lines. Sure. So... That being said, you know, the church here in Utah has had a lot of, I wouldn't say, you know, regulation of alcohol, but it's against their religion to drink. So there, in fact, we have pretty strict liquor laws. Absolutely. And some of the funnier ones that we're going to talk about in this podcast. I think my first experience is you had to be a member to drink at any bar here in Utah. And what does that mean? So... A regular bar. Every bar had their own membership. Every bar had their own yeah. membership, and which would confuse the shit out of my it friends. Did, um, it still confuses me a lot of things, but I just equated it when I first arrived here, hearing about it. I just took it as okay. This is this bar's cover charge because I yep. was used to paying cover charges at a lot of nightclubs that I would go to elsewhere in the world. Yep. So I chalked it up to that and. I paid it no more mind. And you got a little card. Said you're a member. I did. I had a little sweet card, laminated. Laminated. <laughs> did up nice. <laughs> Talked about oh, laminating. <laughs> so that was a thing, and I remember. So my college years, go ahead and age myself, were from 2000 to 2004. I did uh, just a straight four years of my bachelor's degree. But for those of us that grew up here in Utah, everyone knows that in 2002 the Winter Olympics came to Utah. So what are you going to do when people from the entire world come to your state 
for the Olympic Games, but relax your liquor loss because people... You have way too much to lose if you do not. If you don't, you're going to get screwed out of so much revenue. Oh my gosh. So... During the 2002 Winter Olympic I'm Games, a pinky tip to my <laughs> billions, billions of dollars. Absolutely, it was too much to lose. And so they were smart and decided to relax enforcement of the Utah liquor laws. So what does that mean? I don't. I just think they kind of let bars do what they wanted for that time period, and some of those bars c- continued to act that way mm-hmm. until officially in 2009 the membership went away, where you could walk into a bar. There's no membership. There's no cover charge. You can just go have a drink like a regular human being. Right. Um, when I first arrived here, you said um, this was back in 2002 Olympics that they relaxed the membership. I didn't get here until 2006, um, and that's just how I remember it being is, okay, I can't have a drink here unless I buy a membership. Yep. Um, but once you had it, you were a member forever. It wasn't like a recurring thing. As long as you brought your card with you, you could drink there again, again, and again. Uh, I didn't, this was kind of after my going out years when I first moved here anyway, yeah. so I didn't have too many membership cards, but I, I had a few. Um, I think I still have them just for nostalgic sake. I had one from the bar at the bottom of Brighton Mountain when we, you know, finished skiing and go have a piece of pizza and a beer. You'd have to be a member. Be a member. Um but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember why or when it went away, but then it just, I didn't have to do it anymore. Does the Wikipedia talk about that? Um, well, they say in 2009 that it was all about tourism, and I think skiing is a big part of that, especially yeah. for our state. So the more tourists you bring into Utah, you have to get away well, from the weird laws. Well, that's interesting that it, it just happened to be 2009 because we just hit, I mean, the whole country hit the wall on huge recession. Yep. So everybody was hurting, and... Uh, living here, the the state of Utah's tourism, you know, corp, uh, what do you call it, corporation or whatever, it, it, huge on the outdoor thing, and yeah. that has brought a ton of tourism and a ton of dollars here, and I think that probably went hand in hand with that recession. That oh, absolutely. They I mean, probably had to do that. It's funny and interesting to think about it now retrospectively because I would never have thought that before. No, and I think for. I mean, all the stigma of Utah, they've got, I mean, we have some pretty brilliant business folks that are in charge of uh, the Senate and other places inside the government, which, you know, that was a great business decision. Made them a ton of money. Yeah. So the other one that always comes up is what they call here in Utah called the Zion Curtain. And so for those of you that are listening outside of the state, what does that mean? What does the Zion Curtain mean? Well, if you walked into a restaurant and they had a bar, so let's say even it could be a Chili's, it could be an Applebee's, anything that you're used to having a bar. Anytime a bartender had to make a drink, whether that pour a beer, you know, or make a cocktail, they had to be behind a wall so no one could see them do this deed. Mm-hmm. And in our state's mind, it was if kids could see a drink being made and it looked like a lot of fun, they'd want to drink. And that was to that, lock the children's view. From my childhood memories, that's exactly what I would think when I would see a drink being made. Is, oh my oh, that's a lot, a lot of fun. That looks like a lot of fun. I need to try this out. That guy shook that glass and then poured it into another glass. Oh. That looked like a lot of fun. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so my that... Childhood <laughs> memories, fond. Yeah. That was in our state <laughs> for a very long time. It, uh, it tried to come down, I remember... Uh, I believe around in 2010, 
uh, right before 2010, around 2009, when they took away the membership, they took down the Zion curtains, but then they re-imposed this law in 2010, mm-hmm. and then they officially came down in 2013. And sometimes, the majority of the times, I mean, you had your establishments that were already set up, and they weren't going to put in any, any extra infrastructure to make this happen. So what a lot of bars did um, specifically was just put a curtain, a literal curtain yep. around the beer taps, like like a shower curtain around yep. it. It was so interesting to see this like red velvet curtain around the just like around the, the bar. Taps. It's just you have no idea what that was for. Yeah, well, that's what that was was to kind of shun your eyes from the, the, <laughs> from the dangerous alcohol of um, the beverage you know, being poured. Two of the, the bigger ones that have come to light in the last, gosh, year, especially this last year, was our alcohol content for beer. So another funny law here in Utah is you can go into any grocery store or gas station, you can buy beer, um, and that's about it. You can buy, uh, buy wine coolers, but anything that you could buy was 4.4% alcohol by weight uh, across the board. Mm-hmm. And, and just even more specifically, the microbrews were allowed to go to a 4 4.0%, but the rest, you know, your your big brand labels like Coors and Bud and, and Miller and all that, they were all 3.2%. 3.2%. 3.2-beer, yep. you know. 3.2-beer is what we were known for forever. And I moved here from Oklahoma for a short stint, and Oklahoma was the same way. Yep. 3.2-beer um, there, 3.2 in Colorado. Colorado as well. Yeah. Um, which... I, I couldn't understand in, in Oklahoma, and it might be the same way here too. You could go to a liquor store and buy higher octane beer, mm-hmm. but it was warm. Yep, can be cold, which <laughs> I, makes no sense. I didn't get it. I I just thought, I, I found comedy in the fact that like, well, all right, you can have the stronger beer, sir. You're gonna have to cool it yourself. But you're gonna damn have it. to wait for it. Gosh dang it! <laughs> you're gonna have to take it home. You have to put it in your fridge or your freezer, and you're going to wait for that. And we're going to charge you <laughs> you're double. You're going to wait a long time till you can have that frosty beverage. <laughs> <laughs> and they mark it up. Yeah. And they mark it up, and they make more profit by yeah. doing it that way. Yeah, but the big news this year, back to the point, is now, across the board, Utah has become a 5% alcohol by weight, which is equal to many of the states here. Which also was almost coincident coincidental with the lowering of the legal limit drunk which driving. was a mm-hmm. um, kind of a, a I don't know a sobering t- a tactic you know what I'm saying yep the beer level went up but the legal limit went down so it makes me very very apprehensive to even have a single beer at a restaurant yep out and about and then driving home which by any happenstance is perfectly safe and okay but legally i think is very risky it's, it's risky very, and it's, very it risky. depends on your body weight it, so it very much does and even day by day even with yourself is, mm-hmm. is different how much you ate and all the above you know your your health one way your body can metabolize that stuff but yeah i don't even mess with it anymore uber uber uber, uber. Uber is your way. Yeah. Uber and Lyft. Or, yes. Or a DD. <laughs> Shout out to the DDs, man. So for most of you throughout the country, your your BAC or your blood alcohol content, I believe, is anywhere from 8 to 12. Somewhere in there, right? Um, I remember New York State being 0.08%. Yeah. 
and I know that because I I walked down that road. I had that instance you had that? in 2002. Were you blue an eight? Um, I blew more than an eight. Ah. I, I spent a night in jail. And Fun so, stuff. Yeah, it wasn't. Nope. It, um, I think it, it rerouted my entire life. Is this in a positive way? During Air Force. This was right after after Air active Force. Duty Air active Force. Duty. Okay. So I was returning home from Korea, and I was living the Korea lifestyle, which was heavy, heavy partying. Okay. Hard, hard working. And now I've just separated from the Air Force. I'm a, like, quote-unquote, free man. Mm -hmm. My intent is to get out, just do nothing, and just have fun and enjoy living at home for a month or so, and then try and get a job with the FAA. Yep. But this is shortly thereafter that September 11th happened, so there wasn't a lot of growth or movement in the aviation industry, especially air traffic, just because yep. the way the world was at the time. So I was in... Um, this kind of lifestyle, right? And we went for a ski weekend, myself, my brother, and made the horrible decision to drive home or drive a short distance to a friend's house. Okay. And middle of winter, icy roads. I went off into the snow bank, and no one was hurt or we didn't impact anything. We just slid off the road and yep. into like a field. Um, and about two minutes later, a cop passed. Anyways, long story short, I have a very good story about this instance, but um, I lost my license for a year. Mm -hmm. I was still living with my parents. My um, intent of being an air traffic controller at the time was what I thought dead forever, so I was pretty devastated because yep. that was my whole career path at the time. It still is, thank God. But um, my parents never knew. What? I actually have never told him to this day. Oops. Lost my license well, for the just entire did. year. Yeah, unless they listen to this. <laughs> news. Sorry, Mom. Yeah, brand new news, Mike and March. Anyways, um, I I continued to work through that whole year. Um, went to all these classes to get my license back. And as soon as I got my license back is when I joined the, the Guard and moved out to Oregon shortly thereafter and continued my life. But... I think had that not have happened, my whole trajectory in life would have, my whole path would have changed completely yeah. because, I mean, you can what if it to death. Mm -hmm. I think I would have hunted down the air traffic control and the FAA so much harder. I might never have moved to Oregon. I would have never met my wife. I would have never done 20 years in the Air Force, blah, 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 blah. Yep. It was a catalyst for all the things that I have now. So... It was a horrible incident that ended up being a blessing. Right. So, luckily, no one was hurt. I made a stupid decision that I'd never made since. But, um, yeah, don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Stupid. And don't do it's it in too, Utah. It's too easy not to. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a stupid thing to do. So. In 2018, Utah lowered it to a .05, which is the lowest in the nation. Is it? Yep. Interesting. That's another thing I didn't know. I, Across I knew the board. They, they, they dropped it to a, a really low level, but, um, man, I don't know the science behind it, but it probably takes. It know. depends. So it was really interesting if, uh, for those of you that here, live here in Utah, I believe Channel 4, which is our ABC affiliate, okay. did a study. Because as soon as this came out in 2018, they're like, all right, so what, what's that mean for a small uh, woman that, you know, has no body weight to her? 
What does it mean for a large guy like myself? What does it mean for a standard? You know, whatever. So they, they took these five people and they had them drink different things and then had them blow into uh, whatever it's called to see what their alcohol level content was. And what was crazy is that the, the tiny woman they had on there, and she was tiny, she was very small, had a beer and she blew over the limit. By a lot? Uh, no, by like a point. So, so like points. 0.06 yeah. or something? And then they had the big guy, no, like myself. No, but they had the big guy drink an entire six pack. Didn't believe like a point three. Really? Yeah. So it, it was really he, was he just a large dude or was he in shape? Because that has a big difference too. I mean, he wasn't able to metabolize things too. I'd say he's like me. Health. I mean, like works out here and there, but it's definitely not in the best shape. You know what I mean? Okay. Just a bigger guy. That's interesting. I I wish I would have caught that episode because. Anyways, I'm sure you can find it on the interwebs. I hope that the the you know the law has changed behavior, but that that is definitely not the the history I've ever seen with lawmaking. Right? No, um, it doesn't change behavior. I hopefully it's stifled some, and maybe the data shows that it's improved with drink, drunk driving. But I don't know. It certainly scared me. You know, well, a yeah. lot. You know. Worked out for you, though. It did in that regard, but I just mean here in Utah. Oh, yeah. You know, I so, haven't, haven't messed with it, you know. I think uh, some funnier stories uh, of the liquor loss here in Utah, I'll, I'll tell a couple. One is I'm here probably right after the Olympic Games in 2003. Okay. And uh, the school I went to in Tennessee had a really early spring break, so it was the last week of February, which is super early for most schools. It is. And so you don't coincide with anybody? No, not really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some schools so that do it. So if you want to go to like Panama Beach or some Panama City. It was Beach still kind of chilly and we were, did it. You were alone. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, where's everyone? So we did it twice. Yeah. And it got kind of lame because you're the only one there. And it was bike week, Ooh. which is not something you want to be a college kid in. Well. So then we unless went. Unless you're really brave. Unless you're real brave and yeah. you have a bike. It wasn't me. Mm-hmm. So I said, screw it, let's go ski. So I took a bunch of my buddies for two years, and we came back to Utah. That's a good call. Yeah. did it during the Olympics? I did it after. Okay. So this has been 03, 04. Okay, okay. So two years in a row. During the Olympics must have been a nightmare. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I didn't ski. I came back for it, but didn't ski. Right. Anyway, we're at a restaurant, and there's, you know, a good 12 of us. And we're all having beers, and everything's fine. There's no weird things coming out. Well, come the second round, most of us had finished our beers, mm-hmm. and my buddy Brett is sitting next to me, and the waitress has all, you know, 12 beers on this, on her platter, and she's about to disperse them, and she looks at Brett, he's the only one left with a beer, mm-hmm. that has some beer left in his glass, and she's just staring at him. Doesn't say anything, just staring at him. And so finally Brett looks up and is like, yeah, what? go ahead, you can put it down, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready, yeah. And she's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I can't put any of these down until you finish that. Yeah. So he had to chug his beer uh-huh. before she could serve Legally his serve second beer, yeah. which is insane. Um, yeah, I'd like to know the the origin and the really the the meaning. Of it that doesn't one. make. I don't. I don't. That doesn't stop anyone. It in fact probably inebriates someone faster because they're I chugging think, their beer. I don't. I think it would. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what good it's going to do. 
It's interesting. I mean, it doesn't exist anymore. You like to sit around with the lawmakers and just pick their brain and see how is this um, helping anything. Oh, I think that's where you run into people. Where's the intent? You yeah. Know? You run into people that don't drink and don't understand it either. Well, I'm trying to sit. I, I, you know what I mean? I try my damnedest to put myself into their shoes and it really, I still can't wrap my head around that one. Well, that one made sense. Yeah. The other, no, just <laughs> maybe just to be more, just to be a, to make it harder. Pain in the ass. Yeah. Right. I Could mean, that itself can be a, you know, restriction enough to, yeah, yeah, I'm not doing, I don't need another one. That's true. Who knows? I, I can't even speak about it, but would be my only guess. No idea. The other funny one that I have is my dad. I remember we were at a restaurant in, in Ogden, uh, the city of Ogden. I won't say the name, uh, but I remember we were, they had a bar next to the waiting area and it's a, it's a, a higher class restaurant. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have a reservation and usually wait for a bit. So my dad wanted to have a drink. So <laughs> goes to the bar to get a drink before we get seated mm-hmm. and orders his drink. Bartender looks straight at him and goes, I can't give this to you. I'm going to have to come around to the bar and hand it to you. <laughs> my dad says, what? <laughs> yeah. And she goes, I'm sorry. It's a liquor law that until you eat food in this restaurant, I can't technically serve this to you at the bar, but I can serve it to you if I leave the bar and I'll come around to the side. <laughs> really? Weirdest I, I thing ever. I remember being served... Um or not being served until we ordered a food item, which they brought, brought both at the same time, yep. which was kind of different depending on the license that the establishment had. Correct. If they were a bar only, it was you didn't have to order food. Yep. If they were a bar slash restaurant, you had to order food and a drink, which great for their business. Yeah. Because they had to, you know, they had to make more money because you're ordering food and beer or whatever, but... Still. Yeah, just random crap like that. Interesting stuff. Um, <laughs> can you speak about the sidecar? Oh, yes. I didn't always understand what that was. So you, for the longest time, you know, especially in college, I mean, this is more of a college, at least for me, it was always a college thing. You're like, I want to have a shot and a beer. Mm-hmm. Shot of whatever and a beer. And you can do it no, no matter what. Well, in Utah, you can never have two drinks on the same table. So it goes back to that law, I can't serve you that second drink until you finish the first. So it's that two drink okay. law. Gotcha. So you can't have a shot in a beer because mm-hmm. that's two drinks. So if you do the shot, then you can immediately order a beer and have it, but you can't have them together. Gotcha. Which again, didn't make a lot of sense. Very strange. And that, you know, I don't get it. Um, there is a place that, um, I've been to in, I think it's holiday next to, um, you ever heard of a bar named Sue? Oh Yeah. It's right next door. It's a Mexican restaurant. Okay. El Chihuahua, I think, it actually is the name. And they have a drink there called the Ducky Death Star. Yeah. It's a massive punch bowl drink that actually has a rubber duck floating in the top of it. Um, and it's the strongest beverage you can order in the entire state. That's what it's famed on. Okay. It's the highest level that they can serve to you. And you have one of these, and you're, you, you've had plenty enough. But I, I don't know what all of those restrictions and laws are. But the Ducky Death Star, it's the El Chihuahua. It's a Ducky Death Star. I recommend it after or before or after a day of skiing. After you hopefully not before. Yeah, I've done well, both. Really? Yeah. You've done it before you went to ski. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I not guess... not the Ducky Dust Star specifically, but yes, I have drank and then went skiing. Oh, of course, yeah. I'm yes. talking about the, that specific drink. That specific drink, I've had, I would say, the equivalent to that much before skiing. I've gotten drunk and went skiing. Oof, yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah, as a um, younger man. Not not as an adult, but, it, you know. I drink while skiing. Yeah, no, I've gotten hammered and then went skiing. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. And it's interesting. Um, I mean, I guess it gave you no fear. Um, I don't know. No, I wouldn't say I had those beer muscles going on. I was, really? I was just not as, as you good. You just fell down a lot. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even say I fell down a lot. I just, uh, I was just not as with it, let's say. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and I was with a big group of friends, and we, we had a blast. We had a, we had a great time. There was no injuries or accidents or that's good. Bad things that happened. But I would say, you know, any of you that are not from Utah, if you ever find yourself here, Chris and I will ski and drink with you at the drop of a hat. Oh, we'll take you to all the best places um, in town. Yep. And the laws have, have definitely got much more, I guess, in line with the rest of the country. So no longer we have the weird lower, you know, alcohol content for beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have the membership for bars anymore. Uh, so it's much more normal. If you ever visit here, you won't have to find those weird laws, but there's always a few that are that are still hanging on. Yep. Still love this place. It's still the best place to ski on earth. Absolutely. And that's not just a license plate cliche because I have skied literally across the globe and it is the best snow on earth. Um, Great Salt Lake. The, the dry air and the quantity of snow that comes down here is unlike anywhere else. It's just like, it's fantastic. Agreed. Can't, uh, can't say anything bad. Just wish there was more of it. More, more, more. Well, my friend, we've done it. Have we? We have finished our 12 episodes. We are at time. Oh, wow. Tear. Tear Dad Life Podcast. Full season. In the books. Cheers. Cheers to that. Thank you for, um, thank you for giving us the time. And um, hopefully we can continue cranking out more content because we sure love doing it. I hope you sure love listening to it. Absolutely. If you guys want to just comment, suggest, critique, slam, whatever you'd like to say, (laughs) hit us up. Um, We do have a website. What is the website, Ryan? Oh, man. You can't put me on the spot. I don't know. I have it. It is... um, Dad Life it's dash part podcast, of the Anchor, right? Anchor Podcast family. It's dadlife-podcast.com. Yeah. And we are at those same email addresses. I'm Chris. I'm Ryan. Dadlife-podcast.com. Hit us up. We're super interested to hear what you guys out there have to say. Um, good, bad, indifferent, neutral, doesn't matter. We want to hear all of it. We will hit you back. Maybe. I will. If they're <laughs> only if well if they're a dick, you'll hear from Chris. If well, you're nice, you might hear from me. Hey, I'll engage all of it. I'll <laughs> I'll ask why they have so much hate in their heart, but that's for them to worry about, and not me. So, well, here's to uh, season two, my friend. Fire away, and till next season, stay positive and love your life. See you later. See ya. Oh.